What's up, cold weather bats people? This is Brandon Justice here to talk to you about our new partner here at CWB, and that is Prospect Center. Located in Clinton, Michigan, the Prospect Center is a baseball training facility that is available to all levels of baseball players, softball players, and teams. They've got an all-new field surf with three tunnels, six L screens, three field screens that are seven by seven, along with two pro-level pitcher mounds, an iron mic, a hack attack, and a hit tracks. So all the technology and amenities to provide for your individual training or team training. Owners Nick Capaferi and Mike Rice are in the building every day and can't be contacted directly for details at 586-649-7216. Again, Nick or Mike at 586-649-7216. Additionally, the Prospect Center is adding teams for the 2023 summer. If you're looking to take your team to a facility that can provide training throughout the winter and then a schedule for the summer, contact Mike Rice with Prospects Baseball. Welcome into the playoff edition of Cold Weather Bats, or the district edition, I should say, since each week is going to be a playoff edition. Uh, I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon Justice, joined by me, as always, week in and week out, Brian Sikowski. And today we are coming to you to talk about the playoffs. And that's pretty much it. There's not a whole lot of spiel to get into. Uh, we don't want to, uh, we just don't want to dwell too much and talk about things you guys want to hear about. If you guys want to hear about playoff baseball, we want to talk about playoff baseball. Not to mention, playoff baseball has given us a lot to talk about. So why not just get right into that? So, Brian, how are you doing? And tell me about your favorite upset today. Well, folks, don't worry. We haven't given up on our assault against the MHSAA. We're just going to put that on the back burner till after the state tournament, and then we will resume with fury. Anyways, um, man, you you ain't lying, Brandon. (laughs) We're recording this at 9 o'clock on Saturday night, and like, all day, we've just been texting back and forth, like so and so lost, like so and so lost, like what what is going on? It's uh, I can't remember a, a district day like this before. So many upsets happened. Some of them were evenly matched, like more evenly matched upsets, where it, like wasn't that big of an upset, but it's still an upset. Some of them were out of absolutely nowhere. Some teams we had as heavy favorites got firebombed. Like it was. An unbelievable day. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm glad we were able to jump on this. Um, I'm currently in Long Island, on Long Island, at Long Island. I don't know. This place sucks. Uh, I'm I'm sure as hell missed the Great Lakes. Anyways, uh, yeah, I dude, my favorite upset. uh, I don't know because like when you say favorite upset, that like makes it sound like you're happy one of the teams lost, which is not the case. But like. Man, hard for us not to start the show with Detroit Edison taking down Liggett in the regional semifinal uh, in Division Three. Go on and go on and go on. But anyways, Liggett was up, from what I understand, most of the game. Um, and Greg Pace came into – like Greg Pace hit a bomb. Someone else hit a bomb. Uh, Edison took a lead late. Pace came in to close it out, like punched the side to do it. Edison with a huge, that, again, that's one of those things where it's like it, we say a huge upset because it was. Liggett hasn't lost in D3 in how long, whatever. But 
we said coming in, like we talked about it last week, we said coming in, Edison is is really good. Like this is a team that can do it. We've been saying that for two years. It didn't happen last year. It did this year. So while it is a huge upset, it's not like we were slighting Edison. I thought we gave them every chance in the world to win this game, and they did. So obviously, shouts out to them. Yeah, no doubt. And we said from the jump that Edison has had the talent and that they would be a team to to threaten down the stretch. And I remember when we were talking about Edison, I don't know if it was last week or maybe a week before that, but at some point we were having a conversation about Edison and I just mentioned how good they were. And I kept saying that, but they kept losing games every, every so often more than we expected. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, how, how much longer can I keep saying that Edison has the talent? Because at that point we couldn't really submit them into the super 25. Like they're, they're maybe working their way back toward also considered, but the record and the competition just, it didn't, makes sense for us to rank them. And, and it was getting difficult to even think about considering them into the rankings, which is so strange because we knew how good they were and how, how top heavy they were with Greg Pace, who's probably one of the better players in the state, if not, the, you know, not the best, but one of the better players in the state. Right. So in D three, he's the best is, is what I'm trying to say. I, I, w- I would imagine he's got to be him purify. Like, he, I, I don't know, as a senior, I think I'd rather go with pace, but um, you know, we knew that. And so it was strange to keep seeing them dropping and, we hadn't been able to watch the games. We knew that they had a, a bit of a, you know, lack of catchers. They just didn't have a big room. They didn't have a whole lot to work with there, and that was hurting them. So it got to the point where I th- Edison was kind of an afterthought, and then playoff time came about, and you started talking about how Liggett and Edison were going to play each other, and then that conversation arose again where it was like, oh, okay, yeah, like Edison is a team that can beat Liggett. Last week we almost talked to ourselves into not picking Liggett in this division. We like we, we came up with devil's advocate as much as we could because of the downswing they had in the second half of that season. You know, that team was week in and week out of a top three team in the super 25 until the midway point and everything just kind of fell apart there. And it wasn't a complete fall off, but they were losing more than they were winning. And that doesn't happen at Liggett. Right. And we knew that going into the higher division and the Catholic league was going to challenge them. Uh, but it was getting to the point where in that, that second half, they were dropping all the way to almost, did they get to also considered in, in the super 25 Liggett? They did. They rebounded. I think the last one had him back in at like 23 or something, but yeah. Yeah. I remember we, I know we re-ranked them, but I was just making, I, I thought they were also considered, which is saying, which is like, that's a lot, man. Cause they started what, two, two or three. So two or three yeah. to fall that much is, is extraordinary. It hasn't happened uh, in the first year or the second year's rankings. And I know that's a small sample size, but still we haven't had a one or two team drop to that extent. And, and they're not the only team that had that ranking that lost today. Um, but they are certainly the one that I think that I'm least shocked about between these two. So the other one, Grant Blank, we'll get to. Uh, but between those two, I'm I'm more I'm pretty shocked about Grand Blank, obviously, and we'll get to it. But I'm far less shocked about Liggett because they had they had that fall off in the second half, and Edison it was kind of going on an upswing. And when those two worlds collide in baseball, typically momentum wins out. And so uh, the the I guess you could say from a depth perspective, the less the more talented team lost uh, today. Uh, but Edison, not shocking at all to see them win this game. And now all of a sudden, turn the page over. Liggett's out of the picture. Is Edison the favorite in D3? Yeah. I mean, like, I think there's now you open it up. Like, that's kind of like a it's akin to St. Mary's moving from D2 to D1. You know, you're getting the same thing. Like, all of a sudden, now there's X number of teams, four or five or six, or however we want to we want to list off that like, oh man, like here we go. Like, let's ride. Like, let's go do this. Uh, there's not that Goliath waiting for you at the end or whatever that like there had been. Um, so yeah, I, I think Edison's a team that you have to consider a favorite. Like they just knocked off the, the champs. 
Like that's a team that you have to consider a favorite. Um, I, I know Hemlock beat New Lothrop today. Uh, Hemlock obviously has been a good team all season. We've talked about them. It, that I think they're a team that uh, you have to consider. I think they have a chance to come through that region that I'm looking at right now. Um, Buchanan obviously won their district. We've had them ranked all year. Uh, would expect them to be one of the favorites in D3 as well right now. Um, we've talked about them obviously throughout the course of the year on the show. And, and like, I, hey, maybe that's it. Maybe those are the three. You know, maybe someone comes out of nowhere that we're not talking about that we should be. But I mean, it feels like those are the three right now. And and looking at the D three regional thing, and I know just the other week we talked about how the MHSA's website was a nightmare to navigate. Now I'm going to change my tune. And once you get to the bracket navigation portion of the site, it's wonderful. It looks great. Fantastic jobs, guy. Fantastic job, guys. There we go. Um, but yeah, man, I, I mean, I'm looking at these regionals right now. I, I think Detroit Edison's got a pretty clear shot here to the final four, at least the way I'm seeing it drawn up. But man, I, all of a sudden, dude, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities in D3. Yeah, a whole can of worms opens up in Division Three, uh, And while some things stay the same in Division One, other things take a complete right turn and shock us. Orchard Lake St. Mary's runs through their district 14 to 1, or 14 to nothing, I should say, over Avondale, uh, and then beating uh, West Bloomfield, one of our top, uh, where do they end up top 10 uh, teams in the Super Top 25. 15, at least. Top, yeah. yeah, top 15 in the Super 25. Uh, they beat them 11 to 1 in the district final. Again, a shame that those two teams had to play so early. Conversation for another day. Uh, getting back. St. Mary's, our number one all year, consensus number one, uh, a national number one. They run through the district. Things stay the same. However, the biggest threat to Orchard Lake, even before the playoffs, was questionable. It was up in the air. Is it Grant Blank? Is it Brother Rice? Maybe is it CC? You know, but more so those first two. And you're kind of talking about, you know, who is going to be the biggest competitor to them in the tournament. And we all talked about how they were going to have to face them before the final two because the sides were a little bit funky and it was really heavy on their side. So, um, you know, the path to who they were going to play was up in the air and who the biggest competitor was was up in the air. But now that question can be, uh, ironed out because Grand Blank is out of the mix. They lose to Fenton five to one on Saturday, and that is your biggest upset upset of the playoffs uh, so far, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, man. I, I mean, that was I, <laughs> there. It is like Grand Blank lost. They they had to play the pre district. Um, they won the pre district. P. Jeez, man, I'm struggling. Pre district, um, but then obviously, like they lost to Fenton today. And I'm trying to find the uh, the bracket for that one because who ended up coming out of that district? I don't think Fenton came out of that district. Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure either here. But as we'll always let you know, uh, this is great radio. You guys are navigating the brackets with us, which again, credit where it's due. I call it out, and when it's good, I'd say that too. This is fantastic. Yeah, we got to make sure they don't listen to the one episode only, though, because eventually when the conversation arises, they're probably going to bring up some receipts, I would imagine. Um, we didn't say it if we didn't stand by it. Like, you know, oh, Heartland. Heartland came out. There we go. So Fenton took down Grand Blank in the uh, in the semifinal. Um, like we said, Grand Blank had to play in the pre-district. Heartland Cruz, they mercy. I mean, maybe there's like a one pitcher only, like an like a ace type situation in Fenton. Um, but Heartland 14-0 over Swartz Creek and then mercyed in five innings, Fenton 11-1. 
Hey, how are you? And now you're setting up, uh, and now Heartland has, the, they're in the St. Mary's side, but they got to play Flushing, uh, who came out of their district. That'll That's a pretty good, you know, roughly Flintish area um, regional semifinal. And on the other side of that is the two Catholic schools. Catholic Central and Brother Rice both came out of their districts. They rematch here uh, in the regional semi. Those two winners will go on to play each other in the regional final. And then I think this is... I mean, this this side of the bracket that we're talking about here with those four schools, this is the best one in D1, in my opinion. Like, I don't, it doesn't look like it's even close, really. It's St. Mary's in Lakeland, Lake Orion and Rochester Adams, Flushing and Heartland, and Brother Rice and Catholic Central. I would be willing to bet that the state champion comes out of that quad um, of matchups in D1, anyways. Cause I, I mean, like, Obviously, St. Mary's the heavy favorite, but if St. Mary's were to get knocked off somewhere in here, I would imagine that team then becomes the favorite. Um, not even, you know, in the hypothetical world, well, duh, because they beat St. Mary's. But even aside from that, like, I think if you if you were to reseed everything, you'd have like a handful of the top ones just in this one down here. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's fun. I- <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, man. This was such a nuts day, man. This is such a nuts day. I uh, I don't even know where to begin with it because I think you said it best. We were texting about it throughout the day, like this team lost and that team lost. But at the same time, it's like uh, we're sitting here recording the show. It's 930. I'm still checking on a couple of scores just because I'm curious who else lost. We heard rumors of other teams losing that we just haven't been able to confirm yet. <laughs> I'm trying to go through, this, through these divisions and figure it out. And it's just... I love it. It's great. I'm happy that we can be the people that are here to talk about playoff baseball and the ones researching it and all that. And it's a blast, but it's crazy because I just don't remember a year quite like this one. Um, I mean, I know that we've only been doing the podcast for two seasons, but I'm talking like ever since I've been playing, like I, I just don't remember a season where this many of the really good teams went down this quickly yeah like this is here's the most recent super 25 just off the top of our head like this is the one we dropped last week the end of the regular season one st mary's won goodrich won grand blank at number three lost mona shores at number four lost speaking of upsets muskegon wreaths puffer ran through mona shores and kennewa hills to win that district so like shouts out to them that's a hell of a day uh and we'll talk about skyline too they did something similar they had a hell of a day uh running through and i think they had to win the pre-district too but we'll talk about them in a second but uh so anyways northville won theirs adams won theirs brother rice won theirs huron lost they lost to carlton airport that was number eight that was our kind of our d2 pick or one of them anyways um richmond won I believe Forest Hills Eastern lost uh, that one. I don't have off the top of my head, but I, I mean, even still Woodhaven won I, as of this recording, they're still playing, I think, but they're, they're beating up on Taylor in the, in the final there. I think they're going to win that one. Um, Buchanan won West Bloomfield lost Howell lost Plymouth lost Kennewa Hills lost Garber lost Lake Orion won Freeland lost Rockford lost Franklin lost uh, Liggett lost uh, Portage Northern lost, Country Day lost, Hudsonville, uh, I actually don't know. I don't want to speak. I know Traverse City Central won theirs. I know Gross Point North won theirs. Uh, but that's so many in that in that top 25 and also considered. So there's like 31, 32 schools there. So many of them lost today. So many of them. I can't even, and I know a couple of them played each other. So like there was always going to be some losses. But man, pretty unbelievable day in that regard. I don't even know where to begin with that one. I mean, 
for all of those teams to lose is pretty extraordinary either. And I get it. There's probably going to be some people who are like, oh, no, Super 25. Whatever. That's why you play the games. Like, I don't the whole like this is done for entertainment. I don't know. You know, what do you think this does for seating? Do you think that this makes that argument better? Because you had some we had some examples of some bad teams beating good teams today. And then we had some examples of two very evenly matched teams having to play in a um, in a spot that's super early in the playoffs who are from two of the you know 10 better teams in the state. Yeah, I guess my biggest issue is still like at the heart of it where I don't think two of the best teams in a particular division should have to play each other in like the first two games of the tournament. And I think that we can do do a better job in that respect. Like I, I just we, and talked we do about a better job in the, football. So it's like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. Like the Gross Point North, Gross Point South is a great example. But like, I, I think it's shitty that St. Mary's and West Bloomfield had to play today. And I get it. Regionally, it makes the most sense in the world. It's literally the closest. They're literally like the closest to each other uh, geographically. Um, you got to drive past West Bloomfield High School to get to St. Mary's. And it's like two more miles down the road. Um, so I, I understand that. So like that made sense. But as far as like these two teams playing each other this early, I, I wish there was a way we could avoid stuff like that. Just it's just I, I wish there was a way we could avoid pre-districts. I wish there was a way to where we could avoid like some teams have seven games and some teams have eight and some teams have like insanely easy tr- uh, runs and some teams have super difficult ones. And that's just because of, of uh, regional geography at this point, not anything relevant. So I don't um, I, th- I still think we can do a better job, even if like as much fun as these upsets are, you know what I mean? Like, I still think we can do a better job. And will we do a better job? I don't know, but it's staring right in front of us, so I hope we do. Uh, but not to make not to make this another MHSAA nope. rant or anything. Uh, let's see, plenty of fun things to talk about. Again, guys, like playoff baseball is crazy. Anything can happen, and every week I think we're going to be stunned by something. So I think a lot of shows are going to start off with this kind of like jaw-dropping shocking type of tone unless it goes chalk the rest of the way now and it's just less but it's not going to go chalk in d3 because that's just that can't happen anymore like chalk's already gone chalk was erased chalk is over in d3 um and i don't know if there's any chalk in d2 but d2 is pretty wide open and and it has been uh from the jump so uh let's talk about some other regions that were good uh you know rochester adams is coming out of their region and that was a, a competitive one uh romeo ike stony creek all competitive teams even rochester in the pre-district uh and, and adams beat romeo 5-0 and then took on ike and beat ike six to three and adams is a team that's you know shot up the rankings late and, and had a strong second half parker pico is the uh, face of the program there, Alabama commit. But what do you know about Adams and what have you been hearing about Adams? Yeah, I, I mean, we've obviously had them in the rankings for most of the season, if not all of it, and they've been slowly rising. They're a top 10 team now or whatever, um, close enough anyways. But yeah, I mean, the 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 Pico brothers are very talented there. It's not just them. It's a really good team. Like, I, they've, they've had monster they won their league i'm pretty sure like they've had big wins all season it's not just a you know they beat the the below average teams and struggle against the higher teams like they've beaten the good teams too um i would imagine that they are on a collision a collision course with saint mary's uh, as far as the that regional final is Uh, i would expect um though if i'm picking them like i would expect those two to meet in the next round and then i man that dish that that damn regional dude like i don't 
I mean, we're setting up, we just talked about this, like there's the potential for a St. Mary's Brother Rice rematch for the right to go to East Lansing. And like, what a bloodletting that's going to be if that happens, man. Uh, what an unbelievable atmosphere that'll be because remember the last one? It was like last week. Um, yeah, I dude, I don't, I, I think that we could talk about, um, uh, I mean, okay, so let's let's kind of do this. Like looking at D1, like as far as the, if we're projecting final fours right now, and this isn't an official sort of, here's our picks, but we're just going to talk about it. Um, in the top one, I think Northville's kind of got the edge there, although Woodhaven is coming on strong. They played really well the last couple weeks as, as they've rolled along. Um, Holt and Brighton meet at the top, and those were two upset wins. Uh, like Grand Ledge um, was in the Holt re- district and didn't win, and Brighton beat Howell who's been ranked all year. So those are two kind of upstarts there. Northville's got Livonia Franklin, which should be a really good game. Um, Monroe won their first district title since I was in high school, which is shockingly long time ago. Uh, So 15, 16 years, however long it's been, Monroe won a district. Congratulations to them. But, but up there is what I'm saying. I think Northville is kind of, kind of in charge there early with maybe Woodhaven looking out the, looking from the, the rear, but either way, man, I, that's a fun one up there for sure. Lots of upsets in that one. Yeah. This one's going to be fun because it's so unpredictable. Uh, I think it can go any way. Now I know that we look at Northville, you hear Northville, they've had such a great season. Uh, and if you're basing it off our rankings, they've been much higher than most of these other teams uh, besides, um, besides Woodhaven, who's been ranked high this year and, and been in the top 10. Uh, so I think it goes down to you know, those two teams. Um, and I think that's a really fun regional final right there would be Woodhaven uh, versus Northville. These two teams faced earlier this year and Northville uh, handled them pretty much with ease. And that was when we started to kind of get suspect about what Woodhaven would be long term that season or this season. Um, but they caught they caught fire late, been playing really well in the end, beat up Huron, which is when we started to open our eyes and think about, OK, like this team is it may, might be equipped to make a run. Um, and then we started to look at their path and it got to look a little bit more easy or I should say it looked a little easier than most other teams path. So now you're starting to think about, okay, can they actually do like, can they make another run? Right. And a league in a year where the down river league wasn't as good as it has been over the past couple of years and kind of got overlooked. You didn't really see any other down river teams getting ranked much. Trenton was the only team really mentioned 20 and seven good season um, eliminated in the district final by Grozeal, who could uh, make a nice run here this season. They have a great team coached by uh, Coach Garza. Um, so, yeah, Woodhaven opens up with a tough game against Monroe. I don't know who Monroe is going to throw, but they don't have any shortage of arms. Like, legitimately, Monroe could come out of this region, too. Um, I just think Woodhaven's had a lot of momentum lately, and they're riding that momentum, and you need that in the playoffs. It's so big in the postseason to, to stay hot, quote-unquote, as I say. And so, so I'm going to take Monroe to, or I'm sorry, I'm going to take Woodhaven over Monroe and then Woodhaven to the regional semifinal. Uh, and I think they're going to end up playing Northville. I just think Northville is so senior, you know, led and they've, they're so strong with their chemistry and, um, you know, they have star power with guys like Dante Nori. They have arms. I just, it's hard to pick against a team like that. Their best player is arguably their catcher. And I love teams like that in the postseason because shutting down the run game is so key and playing, having a leader behind the plate is so key to me and in, in postseason runs. So I'm going to take Northville and I think Northville is a really good team. Like we've had them ranked as highly as we had for the whole year for good reason. So I'm going to take Northville to get to the, uh, to the final four. 
All right, let's go down to the next one here in D1, and we're going to do the Step Brothers thing. All right, on the count of three, we're going to make our pick and see if we say the same thing. So it's just going to be like one, two, three, school, not one, two, three, go. So you follow me? Yep. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Gross Point Gross North. Gross North. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Nailed it. Um, yeah, I mean, this one looks to be the lighter one. Uh, of the four, just in terms of the path. Uh, a little bit of upset special there. Uh, I, Chippewa out of Clinton Township came out of that one. I, I know we were just talking about that in the group chat. Um, shouts out to Anchor Bay on a district win. Shouts out Don River to Allen Park. Detroit Western won theirs as expected. Uh, De La Salle's going to face off with Gross Point North. De La Salle's a solid team. They're still pretty young. Uh, they jumped up and bit a, cute, bit a few people in the Catholic League this year. A pretty solid team. And then U of D and Groves, both but I, Brandon and I obviously agree we would expect Gross Point North's arms to be a little bit too much. And I, hey, maybe the final four for GPN's in play here. I certainly think so. Yeah, absolutely. This is a team that all this season we've talked about how many arms they have and how strong they are uh, in their rotation with uh, Brennan Hill and Jake Tedesco and Jordan Arsenault, who's been excellent. Uh, as well as many others. So, uh, yeah, the Norsemen are hot right now. Uh, do not, I think their hardest game might be their first game. De La Salle's a good team that's beaten Gross mm-hmm. Point North this year, and Rhett Roser and plenty of other players in that team are going to uh, pose a threat to North. But I think if they get through, uh, the, if they get through De La Salle, uh, UD and Groves are two teams I think that North can handle. And then on the opposite side, I think Anchor Bay runs through Chippewa Valley. I think. Chippewa Valley story is great. I just think Anchor Bay, they have some playoff experience. Uh, Coach Beesbrook is is excellent there uh, and has a good group, tight-knit group, and I think they're going to win that one. And then they're going to get the winner of Detroit Western and Allen Park. And Western's a really quiet team, a team that we had ranked preseason and a team that's equally as talented now as they were then. Uh, I don't know who wins that one between Western and Anchor Bay uh, if it gets to that point. But if I had to pick, I'd go Western. I just think they have a bit more star power, uh, better, a little bit more power bats, and I think that plays better. Uh, I don't know between those two who's the faster team, but you know I love speed in the playoffs. Watch a lot of Michigan baseball. Um, so, yeah, I think that I'm going to go with North here just because I think they're going to end up playing Western, and I think the arms get them there, man. Like, how many times do we have to have the conversation about the importance of arms in the postseason? Uh, they have no shortage of them there. Four guys legitimately who can start because Drew Hill can go start too if he's uh, not hitting bombs. So um, that's who we got in that region. Let's move down to this next one. It's a little bit more interesting. In my opinion, this might be the toughest one to pick out, but Traverse City Central and Midland are playing, Hudsonville and Matawan, Granville and Forest Hills, and then Reese Puffer and Grand Rapids Forest Hills. All right, we got to hold on one second. I got to look at who Forest Hills is because it doesn't tell me the full name. It's Northern and Central. Eastern is in D2, and I misspoke earlier. They did win. They did win. So they're uh, in D2 and into the regionals. Okay, so we got Northern. Forest Hills Northern is playing Reed's Puffer, and then Forest Hills Central is playing Granville. Um, yeah, tough one to predict, Brian, because, well, truthfully, we don't know a whole lot about it. We know Madelon has some players uh, like Carson Byers. Uh, and a few others there. We know that Hudsonville has some players, and they've been good this year, uh, ranked Traverse City Central and uh, Midland. I know Traverse City Central is strong. We know they have good arms. Reese Puffers on this you know, run that they're on, really intriguing, might be a guy, a, a team to pick to go on a, a little run here. Uh, we know that both four Sills teams are strong. You know, Granville is strong. So all these teams are, are good teams, talented teams who have had good seasons for the most part. So it, it's hard to predict. Um, I would take... 
you want to do one, two, three again or? Uh, no, because I'm less sure that we're going to say the exact same thing this time. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm not going to lie. When you first said that, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I'm talking way too much. So we just need to start doing this. And then when we said it, I was like, oh, wait, I looked at everybody else. I was like, that's why, because he knew we were going to pick Russ Point. <laughs> Jeez, if I had to pick here, man, I mean, I don't know why you would pick against Reese Puffer. Just keep going on this run. But um, I'm going to have to go with Traverse City Central. I think they have the arms. Um, that's where. God. Uh, here we go. Every single time, Traverse City Central. I'm trying to think. It's Klug, right? Yep. Okay, so they got Klug. So we know they got a guy. To, they got a guy to get them through. They've had a strong season so far. Um, you know, given the what they've done in districts was a bit. Was that the one that was a bit of a surprise? I can never tell between the two. No, I think they beat. They had to beat Western. Um, but like this is, I wouldn't call this an upset. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't think so because I can never tell between the two schools, but I remember one team having a pretty solid year. So yeah, central, uh, Josh Klug has been excellent on the mound this year. I saw him tweet out his stats the other day and uh, no surprise there. I know they've got plenty of other players too. They wouldn't have that strong of a season with just one guy. Um, so yeah, I think central wins this one just because it's a harder one to pick, but I mean, Madawan and Hudsonville are both capable of winning it. I think every team in this region is because, you know, Reese Puffer's on the run they're on and it's, it'd be more fun to pick them. It'd be more fun to root for that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Madawan. Um, and we're going to go quickly to D2 just to keep us, keep us rolling here. Um, but anyways, going on to D2. Yes. I'm going to take Madawan. Um, so I think, I guess my final four picks are then, uh, Northville, Gross Point North, Matawan, and St. Mary's. So, man, what a hell of a Final Four that would be. A- anyways, moving out of D2 again, uh, shouts out. Of course, we have to start with shouts out to Gross Eel, mostly just because they're downriver, and that's where we start every time. So, shouts out to Gross Eel. Uh, district champion, heck of a district to come through. Beat Trenton, like you said. They'll take on Harper Woods. Uh, Milan and Jackson Northwest are involved Milan kind of a not really a downriver city at all but some people seem to think it is I don't know why I've never understood that one um Livonia Clarenceville and Hazel Park and Carlton Airport against Divine Child now I think Divine Child is really dangerous uh we saw them in the in the Catholic League Championship game uh you saw them in the semifinal they have those two hosses man Zhang and Avery at the top and two arms can carry you a long way um we're gonna see regional semifinal obviously that's a Wednesday and then right into the final and quarterfinal Saturday. So this is where the, uh, you know, that, that built in extra day where you can't just ride two arms the whole way type of mentality came in. And I think that was a smart move. Um, so we're going to have to see what their depth is made of a little bit, but yeah, I think DC is dangerous airport knocked off Huron. Um, so shouts out to them. That's a huge upset, incredible job by airport, uh, really good team. So, I mean, Hey, I think I'm going to go DC here, but I like Grozeal to make a run. Um, I think Carlton Airport can make it interesting against Divine Child. They just proved they could beat a big arm. I mean, they just literally did it today. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think those are kind of the two there. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and you can't also forget about how good the bat is for Owen Avery too on the other side for Divine Child. So yeah, and Zang Zang in a home run today. And, yeah. yeah, and Zang. So um, yeah, this one's tough to predict. If uh, man. Divine Child's the hot team, right? Like, they're the team you want to pick. They're the team that's been good down the stretch. You know, the Catholic League run that they had beating a really good Cardinal Mooney team. So I'm going to go Divine Child. Um, but if, I think you're right, though. I think it is between those two. Grozeal as well could make a run here. 
but I'm going to go divine child. You know, one, one, con- one conversation I have would be well, not conversation, but one point to make, uh, would be when you get to that championship game here, that regional, that regional final, um, you start to wonder if maybe the wear and tear of girls, you having to play Harper woods and the winner of Jackson Northwest Milan plays into their favor because, um, I just feel like having to play what you think or could be the second or third best team in the first game is a little different. Uh, Girls Hill gets Harper Woods in the opener. And I know Northwest and Milan are kind of like the, the two middle teams in this in this region. So maybe you could compare that too. But I do feel like getting through that first game might take a little off of the of the of the winner in the stretch of that regional. Absolutely. Um, We're going to roll it down to the next one just for the sake of not doing a two-hour podcast. Um, This one is a little more west side uh, with some Lansing mixed in. Hamilton and Grand Rapids Catholic Central um, with Olivet and Charlotte. Those are two Lansing-ish area schools. Uh, Those two will match up. Berrien Springs and Vicksburg and then Grand Rapids South Christian against Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, Obviously a, a program favorite uh, Grand Rapids Christian there. We've talked about them for a couple years now, how much we, we like the club there. Um, and just rolling with that, Brandon, I'd have to think Grand Rapids Christian here, kind of like the one we like as far as uh, potentially coming out of this one, at least for me. Yeah, I got to go with Grand Rapids Christian too. They got the arm. Uh, the ace is so important and uh, they've been winning a lot of games, putting together some string of wins here in the end after a tough middle of the season. So yeah, I'm going to go with Christian, but look out for Catholic as well. Probably going to go down to those two. Um, dropping down Sheboygan against Petoskey. Sheboygan, obviously a, a team that we've had ranked for a couple weeks now. Uh, they continue to roll. They'll play Petoskey. Allendale against Forest Hills Eastern, who I misspoke earlier. I, I'd like to apologize for a second time. They did win. They're clearly in here, here uh, against Allendale. Um, Fruitport against Howard City Tri-County and Claire against Bay City John Glenn, who came out of that super tough district uh, there in the Saginaw area. I know they had Freeland in there. Uh, they had Garber in there, right, too. At Bay City John Glenn's the one that came out of it. Brandon, you made a hell of a pick there last week. Um, this is a tough one. I, I think I think this is probably the best one in D2, maybe. Uh, Sheboygan... Forest Hills Eastern and John Glenn are all teams that we've had ranked at various points. I know Claire's had a good season. Um, that's a, that's a tough one. You know what? It's not tough when you pick the winner. The winner moves on. You just roll with the winner. That's it. So I'm going to stick with Bay City John Glenn. This is a good team. We got three. They got three elite arms in Michigan high school baseball. Like not elite from a. Maybe from a macro perspective, from Michigan high school baseball in this tournament with these teams, they have three elite arms: Sontag, Krejciak, Nathan Ball. Uh, it's going to carry them a long way. And so, I'm kidding. It is difficult. It's a very good region, and uh, for good reason. A lot of these teams are good in D2. It's so evenly matched, and it's hard to pick because it's so evenly matched. Sheboygan's great. Uh, Forest Hills Eastern. BCJG, that's kind of who it goes down to in this region. I'm going to stick with John Glenn, though. I just like the pick that I had with him last week, uh, and I think they got what it takes to make a run. Um, and this region sets up well for them to not have to. I feel like the first couple of games are going to be a little easier before the regional final, whereas Forest Hills Eastern and Sheboygan are going to have to run into each other first. I, um, man, when you were talking, I sat here thinking, like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with them. But then, like, I, I'm going to roll with you. Bay City John Glenn, let's do it. Um, Going down to the bottom one in D2, this one's also pretty interesting for a couple reasons. Uh, Madison Heights Lamphere, which was, uh, I'm going to roll back to their district here So before I misspeak, but uh, yes, this was the upset of 
um, Country Day. So in that district, it was Lamphere, Notre Dame Prep, Cranbrook, and Country Day. Lamphere took down Notre Dame Prep five to four. Country Day beat Cranbrook, and then Lamphere beat Country Day six to three, which is which is an upset. That's a great job by them. So congratulations to Lamphere. Uh, we had Country Day. Kind of as a trendy pick in D2 uh, coming into the playoffs. So so that's definitely an upset for them to lose uh, without even winning the district. Um, so they'll take on Macomb, Lutheran North. Uh, Williamston and Goodrich will play. Goodrich, obviously, uh, they, they did not finish the regular season undefeated. Um, they had that sneaky doubleheader with Fenton or whatever the hell it was like two days before this playoff started and lost both of those. But anyways, they won the, the games that mattered, um, won the district today. Our friend Noah Keller pitched a gem. Uh, they have a, a good matchup with Williamston. Uh, and then on the other side of that, it's Saginaw, Swan Valley, and Powers Catholic, and then Richmond and Crosswell, Lexington. I think this is another very interesting, very good side of D2. Richmond and Cross Lex is a good matchup. We've talked about that specific matchup on the show before. Powers is playing really well. They can really pitch it. Swan Valley is a traditional power. We know Goodrich is good. They're about 34 and two or something. And then you have the upstart Lamphere along with Lutheran North, man. Like this is a tough one to pick too. Um, I'm going to go with Goodrich. I'm going to stick with them. But uh, I mean, this one, like I said, bro, tough one. Yeah, no doubt. And this, uh, this division is the toughest one to predict, I think. And uh, Lamphere is a great story. And we've seen uh, Lutheran North do well in the uh, Catholic League championships. We know Goodrich. We just talked about it, made all the points there. Um, Powers Catholic always rolls out a good team. Same with Swan Valley. The Swan Valley's been in this position uh, with many years when they had the nice run with uh, they when they had a, they had like two state commits and a Michigan commit on the same team at the same time. I can't remember the names. I know Golden Soft was on it, but can't remember the rest. Either way, Swan Valley experience there, been here before type of deal. Richmond and Cross Lex play a lot. There's some familiarity there. That'll be a great game in the regional semifinal. Um, I love Richmond. Have loved Richmond from the jump tight-knit group played together for i think some of these guys have played together for like three years straight on richmond i know the one year got canceled but you talk about the winter prep and everything you had two days of the season those guys know each other uh i'm gonna take richmond i think that they're equipped to win this region especially fair enough let's roll over to d3 uh we talked about this a little bit earlier when we were talking specifically about addison uh and then making some some arguments against them as far as being the favorite in d3 but i think we still settled on them being the favorite in d3 uh but anyways their regional sets up with uh taylor prep and e-course which i don't know i'm speaking out of turn here i don't know for sure if e-course is like when the last time they won a baseball district, if it ever has been, blah, 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 blah. But to my knowledge, I have never heard of E-Course winning a baseball district. So shouts out to E-Course. That's fantastic. Yo, all right. Drew Covington is a terrific coach. Absolutely. Uh, he's head coach at, at E-Course. He's done a phenomenal job there. They're getting a new field right now. He works his ass off. All the credit in the world. I hope they win it all, personally. So shouts out to E-Course. The very beginning of Downriver to some. Um, Absolutely, baby. Let's go. <laughs> damn right. You're damn right, dude. Like, <laughs> as soon as you cross the Detroit city line headed south, like you are downriver. That's nothing how gets I me, feel. Nothing gets me going like talking about the downriver geographics. Nothing gets me going. Absolutely. <laughs> because we got to educate these people out here who come up to me and they're like, oh, you're from downriver. And I'm like, uh-huh. And they're like, so what's it like in Monroe? And I'm like, that's not down. Not downriver. No. It's like a hard stop at. Hard stop. Like a hard stop. Like what? After Gibraltar? 
Like, yes. anyways. Yes. And it should uh, be before Gibraltar, but Gibraltar's on the river, so it would make no sense. It's just, yeah. Gibraltar's kind of its own world, so whatever. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. They're like the forgotten borough of Downriver. Oh, they are not forgotten. They they make sure you remember them. Well, I guess so, <laughs> but they kind of just do their own thing there. Well, I can't really say anything about Gibraltar right now in my world because that's who knocked us out. Carlson knocked us out in playoffs, so this is not at all baseball-driven, if anyone's listening, uh, whatsoever. I've just I've grown up downriver, and Carl Gibraltar is just kind of like, if you're from here, you know what I'm saying. And I think if they're like the people listening to this are baseball people, they're not like they're gonna understand too. Like even if you're from yeah. Gibraltar, like it is off in the corner, Gibraltar like away a, from everything, middle of like the swamp type of deal. Gibraltar is a small, out of the way, way up north lake town that just happens to be in Metro Detroit. Um. It's where people like that. It's the vibe is vacation town in the summer in northern Michigan. There, anyways. Um, Taylor Prep and Ecorse, Bad Axe and Algonac, Brighton, Charles Stockwell. I believe you. Uh, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Madison Heights, Bishop Foley, and Detroit Edison. So yeah, man. I, I mean, I don't know much about the one side of the bracket there. I would imagine that Edison has a chance to potentially roll through this. Um, just going to go with them and move on quickly. Uh, Montague against Grand Rapids North Point Christian. Uh, Lansing Catholic against Langsburg. Powamo Westphalia against Hemlock. And Grand Rapids Covenant against, uh, and I've never known how to say this word, Watervliet. Uh, <laughs> I've like seen that word any hundreds of times in my life. Coach uh, Coach Greasebaum saved us on my last pronunciation screw up, so we'll hope he comes through for this one too. He sure um, did. But anyways, We're I don't think the same thing here, right? Yeah, probably rolling Hemlock here. Hemlock, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, next Buchanan against Climax Scotts, Onstead what? against Ottawa Lake Whiteford. <laughs> Um, Brandon's 12, uh, Jackson Lumen Christie against Clinton right, and well. Union City against Hudson. Uh, shouts out to Hudson. They, they tweeted at us today. Someone did, uh, tied the school record for wins with 30. Um, so shouts out to Hudson as they move on this one. Hey man, Roland Buchanan was Roland Buchanan all season. You know how we do. This is a, Bu- a pro Buchanan podcast. Um, so shouts out to the Bucks. Uh, we're picking them to roll. Yeah, and then the, the final. They're definitely going to beat Climax Scots in the first game. You just really wanted to say that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> never heard of it before. Never, never in my life have I heard of that place. And if they're listening. You like, ever heard of Climax, Michigan? Uh-uh. It's like Exit 69, too, or something, I think. like it's. Is it near Grand Ledge? <laughs> <laughs> Who lost, unfortunately? Anyways, be- before this turns into Barstool. All right, the the bottom quad of D3. Houghton and Gladstone, Beaverton and Standish Sterling. Fun fact, I did my uh, student teaching observation in in Beaverton, America, a lifetime ago. Um, Leroy, Pine River. Is it Leroy or Leroy? I don't know. We're going to go Leroy. I think we're going to go Leroy, but it is spelled, to be fair, if you're those who cannot see how it is spelled, it is L. E capital R O Y. So it is spelled like Leroy, but I'm almost positive it's Leroy. Dude, my college roommate's middle name was Leroy, and he tried to hide it from us for like four years, and we eventually found out. Now I I don't even remember his first name. Um Reed, <laughs> Reed City against Leroy Pine River and Boyne City against Traverse City St. Francis. Uh, I'm gonna roll Standish Sterling here. Any objections? No objections. Objections. Uh well, Boyne City's good. Yeah. Mm, no objections. 
All right, Standish Sterling it is. Um, rolling into D4, here we go. Uh, St. Joseph against Goebbels. Pittsford against Britton Deerfield. Uh, Litchfield against Whitmore Lake. Decatur against Colson, uh, Colon. Colon. Um, Brandon, I'm just going to let you pick this one. What an honor and a privilege that is. Uh, Decatur, they always have good players. Okay, moving on to the next uh, region. Bear Lake and Beale City. Fowler and Breckenridge. Portland, St. Patrick and Dansville. White Cloud and Muskegon Catholic Central. Anytime I hear a Catholic Central, I'm feeling good about it. Muskegon Catholic Central. Next one, Brian, any input? Beale City. I'm picking Beale City. Beale City. That's fair. That's fair. Plymouth Christian, Riverview GR. It's a noise for Brian, James. Uh, Bay City All Saints, good season. Harbor Beach, Marine City, Cardinal Mooney, we know them. Kingston, Shrine, uh, Royal Oak Shrine, and Waterford, our Lady of the Lake. So uh, this one sets up as an actual, like this could determine the state champion um, type of region because Riverview GR, Cardinal Mooney, or Shrine can come out of it. Brian, I know you're looking your chops. Take it. Yeah, I mean, I... I think this one is is really interesting. There's a bunch of Catholic League in here, and then even the one that isn't the Catholic League is Bay City All Saints, who may have had the best season of any of them. So I would take Richard against Bay City All Saints in that semifinal. think it'll be Cardinal Mooney against Shrine in the other one. We know Cardinal Mooney and Shrine is a rivalry. Coach Mike Rice talked to us, talked to us about that. Um, Bay City All Saints and GR is going to be a heck of a matchup if that's the way it goes. I, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to, uh, man, Cardinal Mooney, let's go. (laughs) Let's roll. Let's roll. All right. Uh, I don't know. Cardinal Mooney's been here before. Yeah. I think Cardinal Mooney's the best team. So I'm going to go straight. I'm just going with Cardinal Mooney. Um, that's a heck of, that's a heck of a quad though. Like that's a really good quad in D4. That's going to be, that's going to be war. Yeah. Um, and then moving on to the upper peninsula, uh, amongst other places, Painsdale Jeffers against Norway, uh, Johannesburg Lewiston against Alcona, Maple City Glen Lake against Gaylord St. Mary, uh, and Rudyard against Indian River Inland Hills. Shouts out to obvious friend of the program, Billy Mitchell, on his district title at Rudyard. And I believe I saw it was his 250th career win. So, congratulations to Coach Mitchell. Um, he's got a tough road here. These are some good teams, especially on his side of this bracket. Uh, it, Indian River Inland Lakes is a good club. We've heard him talk about them. Gaylord St. Mary, always strong. And Maple City Glen Lake has, I, I think they've been ranked all year too. Like that's a really tough side of D4. Um, I would imagine that the winner of this particular side comes out of that quad. Um, but hey, man, I'm going to stick with Coach Mitchell here. Let's go Rudyard all the way to McLean. Like let's, the man ran to McLean last year or whatever he did. So like, let's roll. Let's do that. Yep. Let's do that. Fantastic. <laughs> so we've recapped the playoffs. That's uh, or that's that's your regions. That's forty. That's we said. Hey, let's do like forty-five minutes. That's the forty-sixth minute. So, Nailed holy it. cow! I for the first time in cold weather bats history, we are right on time, uh, and that is excellent. So shoot, let's not take it much longer because we're right on time. So Brandon, speaking in third person, don't babble. Take control of it. Get us out of here. Guys, it's regionals. It's going to be a fun week. It was our, the weekend. I don't even, I know fun. I say it loosely. Some of you did not have fun because you got, it was upsets. The other side of it stinks. But from a fan's perspective, 
It was a fun weekend. A lot of crazy things happened. It shows the parody. It shows the competition. It shows how any team can be anybody. Again, it shows the depth of Michigan baseball and how many teams are good in this state and can be any team on any given day. Uh, and that's what we do it for. Brian, any final thoughts before we head into regional weekend? Well, week, I should say. The, the next time you hear from us, we'll be down to 16 teams left in the state. We'll have final fours in each division. Uh, so, hey, this is going to be a hell of a week. Uh, it's awesome. This is one of the awesome things that the MHSAA d- has done. Again, I we give credit where credit's due and take issue with things we take issue with. But we shoot it straight here on cold weather bats. And I, I really applaud the decision to have that extra day built in uh, to where, you know, you you make a team show their depth. So we're going to get some some regional semifinals on uh on Wednesday, we're going to cut it in half, and then we're going to cut it in half and in half again uh, this coming weekend. Looking forward to following along with it. I'll be in Hoover, Alabama, but I'll be—you can bet—I'll have—I'll be tuned into to back home. Um, so, anyways, follow us on social media. Cold weather bats on both. Remember to please review and subscribe to the show. Like those things help us; they really do. We are closing in on a downloads uh, milestone, which we should be hitting. By the time you listen to this on Monday, um, but either way, shouts out to the to the great teams of Michigan. Congrats to the district winners. Uh, better luck next year to those who lost. Shouts out to Super Producer James for my friend Brandon Justice. I'm Brian Sikowski. We'll talk to you next week.